This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Laurie and Julia Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And speaking of entertaining, the, the Cat Video Festival is, oh. is coming oh. back. Oh. <laughs> I just can't think it back That's to just yesterday. That promo. <laughs> <laughs> The Cat Video Festival, Wednesday, August 8th at CHS Field. And uh, we will be selling tickets for that starting on Thursday, the 7th of June at 7 a.m. through the website, mytalk1071.com. The keyword is cat. And uh, $1 from every ticket sold goes to this year's charity partner, Feline Rescue Incorporated of these here Twin Cities. So they have time to redo the Colleen and Bradley singing cat promotion that uh, I was yes. getting vibes from the drivers yesterday as all, I could feel mass um, channels. Lori, I, I love that you're so selfless. Yeah. I love <laughs> that you really just put yourself out there my, for everyone that's listening. My, my favorite part of yesterday's lengthy diatribe by Lori. Was it a diatribe or was it just getting real? No, I just kidding. Was this part here. Listen, yeah. when B. Oh, Arthur has her own radio shows and she can oh come my. on. Oh, she has. She has. <laughs> like, I'm leaving the building. Yeah, I know. No. No. Oh, I really hope she's enjoying B. it. B. Arthur, secretly, she's tickled. Where? <laughs> He is. The Cat Video Festival needed something. Oh, my goodness. And it isn't that, you know, because Colleen and Bradley, I went on their show today, and I, I said, you two can sing. But I don't know what that caterwauling, screeching <laughs> nice was. Especially at the end. That it, was it, an homage to a... Prince, but not, Prince. Not, not nice. We apologize, Prince, for, for right. making your song Pussy I'm Control sure. sound so terrible. I'm sure he accepts that apology. Okay. I, I, listen, I... I I, I know the the emails and the tweets were 80, 80, 20, 80 percent on my side. No, it's true. Okay, it's true. Oh well, Donnie, just make sure that that's. Oh sure, yeah. it's not happening. And yeah. I mean, I was. I thought I explained myself very well. To I them. think you did make and a good s- argument. And of course, they sh- should never ask us to sing a promo. That is not Julia and I. That is not no, our no. thing. They asked Colleen and Bradley because those two can sing. Well, but they were playing it for laughs. But I don't like it. <laughs> it's it, it's annoying. Oh. We can do better. I think this is either one of those things that you oh, like love it, it or, or yeah, you, you hate, hate it. it. And most yeah. people hate it. Yeah. That's what oh. we found out. Oh. No, that's what we found out. Okay. And I mean, they should just redo it and <laughs> cat scratch fever and start all over. All right. Okay. Oh. Let's move okay. on. Let's move on to Sandra Bullock. I cannot wait. You know, the Met Ball is Monday. Oh. <gasps> 
What? Why bury the lead? Where have we been? The Met Ball is always the first Monday in May. So that You're means right. you are going to have a fashion palooza. Oh I am going gosh. to miss it on it Tuesday. It is the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, Saturday. with the hats and yeah. the Met Gala with the fashion. So Ooh. I am wondering if the ladies from Ocean 8, Sandra Bullock, Rihanna, Kate Blanchett, Mindy Kaling, Anne Hathaway. I wonder if they're going to be at the Met Gala on Monday because Ocean's 8 was, they have a footage from last year's Met Gala in the Ocean's well, 8. Well, that's, that, yes. that's the whole plot of the movie, yeah. is that Sandra Bullock is pulling off a heist at the, the Met, Met Gala. Gala. If they don't show up to the Met Gala, that is the stupidest thing I've ever They've, heard. I'm they sure to. they're going to be there, they so that's going to be really amazing. And Sandra, this is from her InStyle June issue. She's on the cover. She, the editorial features her barefoot in various flowing caftans and gowns. Looking like she's on vacation. And in to in style, um, she told a story she had shared with people in 2015 about how the news of her adoption of a second child leaked before she was ready. Drones were flying over her house. Her kids were running and hiding. She said it was scary in that she was afraid that the unauthorized photos of her daughter would jeopardize the adoption. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I get that. She's, uh, I love this. She says she wants to do away with the label adopted. And I, I agree with her. That yes. always bugs me when people refer when to people qualify, qualify other people's children with adopted. Here's what she said. Um, she was asked about foster care because she, uh, how she got her daughter was through foster care. And she said, look, I'm all for Republican, Democrat, whatever. But don't talk to me about what I can or can't do with my body until you've taken care of every child who doesn't have a home or is neglected or abused. It makes me teary-eyed. And by the way, let's all just refer to these kids as our kids. Don't say my adopted child. No one calls their kid their IVS child or their, oh, crap, I went to a bar and got knocked up child. (laughs) Let's just say our children. I think that's a lovely sentiment. I agree. That always bugs me. Yeah, because especially, you know, with I think a big instance of that is with Brad and Angelina. Yes. And then that you have to, like, that you're almost saying that one set of kids is not as good as the other set of kids. Yeah, they have six kids. Yes. Yeah, it really, Madonna, the same thing, you know. Exactly. But I just, after reading this interview, there's something just so genuine and open about Sandra Bullock. She also said she's not on social media because she's lazy and doesn't know enough about it. But she said, basically, if I had it, I'd probably be like my friend George Clooney and just go be drunk and go off and get in trouble. So I just stay away. <laughs> she's also at the level of fame where she doesn't need social media. No. No. And um, she uh, uh, calls, she said this funny about her son, her boy, Lou is super sensitive. I call him my 78-year-old son. He's like Shecky Green, a Jewish <laughs> cat skill comic. He's wise and kind. Isn't that sweet? Also, uh, she just says about her boyfriend, he's super kind. And for the kids, he's sort of number one and I'm number two. But I get it because he's more fun and has better treats. Which, of course, being the boyfriend and not the dad, the mom should be the disciplinarian and the one who keeps everyone in check. And then the boyfriend, it's still the photographer guy. Yes, Yes. She's been with him for quite a while. A couple, couple years. A couple years. Yeah, and also her stalker, the guy who broke in her house. 
He was found dead in a standoff with the police. Ugh. He he uh, he was served a warrant, and then he barricaded himself in the house, and he claimed he had a wet weapon. He said he was going to kill the police officers. They were trying to negotiate him to mm. leave the home, and they. So, I don't know what the warrant was for. I don't know if he'd been in contact with Sandra Bullock, but um, in the 2014 recording, remember we heard her yes. saying, "I'm in my closet. I have a safe door. I'm locked in the closet." That was terrifying, terrifying. to listen to. Yeah. And he yeah. had a uh, a 10 year protective order, or she did, to have him stay away. So I don't know if he broke it, but he was found. <laughs> Dead. Troubled. Troubled, yeah. Donnie posted, we've got three trailers for you today. Okay, the movie that looks the best is John Travolta as the mafia boss, John Gotti, in the Gotti trailer. This looks good. This movie, wasn't this movie supposed to come out at some point, and then they pulled it, and then now it's coming back? I think they had trouble with financing, perhaps. And financing, and getting this. So you think out of the three trailers that Donnie posted today that this movie is the best one? Well, I mean, Robin Hood looks terrible. The new Robin Hood movie (laughs) is... I had no idea that this was going to be a thing, and then it was... Trending. It on looks Twitter like this Kung afternoon. Fu Robin Hood yeah. in suits, yeah. and fa- I mean, it just looks terrible. Nobody asked for it. Paul Rudd plays a ball pl- a ball player, um, and then well, that's an amazing true story about yeah, that, that ball player. He, the was, catcher was a spy. Yeah. He's a World War II uh, agent. Yep. That movie actually, that one did look good yes, too. I'd like to see. That. I guess the reason why I thought Gotti look good is because Rudy Giuliani being in the news with his Giuliani uh, behavior on the was Sean Hannity last oh. night and saying that Trump paid Stormy. D- I mean, it was just so it was hard to believe that Rudy Giuliani was the Manhattan district attorney who was, was busting so, all of these guys? Who was so fierce? He took down the Gotti family, the whole mob family the in New York. The one who cleaned up Times Square yeah. and disnified it. I mean, he's come such a he's an interesting life path. Yeah, really say. amazing. No, I don't think that the Giuliani character is in this movie or as a person because it's really more about how John Gotti came to be the head of the. Crime Gam- family yeah, in the five bur- boroughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the Gambino, Gambino family. family yeah. But it looks good. And Kelly Preston finally has an acting job. She plays John Gotti's wife, her yeah. own husband's wife. Well, that's convenient, man. I'm looking at the trailer, and all I can say is that John Travolta must have been in that editing room telling them to digitize his face and yeah. just do a little soft focus here, <laughs> a little soft focus there, maybe a little hair filling here. Is that how hair. they make people look younger sometimes? It's all digital. Movie? Yeah, it's yeah. all digital. Every, every, every TV show and every movie you yeah. watch has digital touch-ups on actors' yeah. faces. I'm just afraid he's going to do one of those chewing up the scenery but, but, that might but be he fun. was so good in uh, the People versus OJ as he was. Robert yeah, Shapiro, right. and he did chew, but he chewed up the scenery, and we that, liked it. it yes. I concede that. And it was directed by Kevin Conley, who played, um, you know, an entourage. Uh, I forget what his character. Oh, the little one. The little one. <laughs> T or T or whatever his name is, but it is. Uh, it's going to screen privately. I can. Yeah. Now, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Is it going to be in somebody's basement? I don't know. It <laughs> come opens. On, come on in over this way. It opens here June fifteenth. No, yeah, I no guess what that means already. probably that it's going to screen privately is that it has nothing to do with the Cannes Film Festival, but they want to show it there so that someone will buy the distribution rights. To there it. you go. There you go. So in somebody's basement. <laughs> and in the Paul Rudd, the catcher was a spy. Jeff Daniels is in it. Guy Pierce, Paul Giamatti, Sienna Miller, and that comes out June. 
uh, 22nd. Well, and that's it's, a nice, solid cast. Yeah, true story of how the U.S. recruited Berg uh, for his uh, knowledge of Eastern European language and history during World War II. And outside of his baseball career, he spoke seven languages and was on all these quiz shows mm-hmm. in the 50s. Really? Yeah. So that wow. one kind of does look good. Well, back to John Gotti. It's yeah. out in theaters June 15th. June. So okay. it already has a release. But this this Robin and, Hood looks just terrible, even oh, though there's yeah. some good. Woof. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Dornan. The problem is, is that it's... Is it set in modern day? It's, no, oh. but you they've got modern things in it. and So it's one of those, this kind of alternate universe. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> Kung Fu fighting. Oh. That's stylized. Mm. So it has nothing to do with Nottingham Forest. No. 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 It's, it's not just, the 1200s. Yeah, we, it's not. <laughs> no. Okay, now be prepared, though, for us to be talking about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga when the Cannes Film Festival opens. I'm fine with that. Are they yeah. going to be walking the red carpet? Yes, they are. They got a movie to sell. They've got a movie to sell, and um, it's going to be out in October. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I want to see it. All right, listen, when we come back, it's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. What kind of dirt alert are you bringing us today? Oh, I have tons of dirt for you, girls. Nice to be with you. Ryan Reynolds is talking about his struggle with anxiety, and um, he talked to the New York Times about this. He says that he struggles with the publicity part of fame. Mm, uh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds says, I have anxiety. I've always had anxiety, both in the lighthearted, I'm anxious about this kind of thing, and I've been to the depths of the darker end of the spectrum, which is not fun. Uh, he says that his early 20s were really his real unhinged phase. I think a lot of people can relate to that. For sure. Mm, yeah. He said, um, I was partying and just trying to make myself vanish in some way. He uh, admitted that he self-medicated dealing with crippling anxiety, uh, but he did stop when a few friends died of overdoses. And um, he says that he does conduct most of his interviews in character. To help well, deal with the anxiety during major press tours. Maybe that's why he's so great on Twitter. He's so he's great brilliant on, Twitter. on Twitter. And that and the fact that doing publicity for Deadpool 2 is probably amazing because he does so much of it in character, character. as right. Deadpool. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. It's interesting. I think the more people talk about this, the, you know, it's very helpful. And, yes. and there is a certain, um, I think, maybe unexpected stress that comes along with the fame you know Mm -hmm. because you remember you know when you think about these celebrities and these actors in particular they were all at the same point in one at one time which is just like begging for this and wishing for this and just thinking like oh my gosh if i could only get my big break right and then it's like anything where then once you get it in some ways it's just what you wanted and in other ways when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It is harder than what you thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything big in your life. Yeah. Exactly. I do love Ryan Reynolds. He is definitely a person that you should be following on Twitter. I, yeah, yes. yeah, he is. And I always wonder what what like happened between him and Scarlett Johansson. I know. Him and Alanis Morissette. Yes. Alanis Morissette. They were together for almost a decade. Yeah. That's what a, right. You know, uh, that's, I think, a really interesting example of like two opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. and then sort of meeting in the middle with Blake Lively. Yeah. Y- you're exactly right. Like I don't know if you guys have that, but I can think about relationships where it was like one end and the other end. And then I feel like I, f- I finally met in the middle when I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was like, that yeah. was just what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do too. Gigi Hadid is responding to that controversial Vogue Italia cover. So did you guys see this? Yeah. I didn't even know it was her, to be honest. I don't know that I knew it was her. It's It's such an unflattering photo. Yeah, it's an odd photo. She's on the cover of the May issue of Vogue Italia, and there were a lot of um, accusations that she appeared to be almost in blackface, Mm -hmm. that she looks... So her skin color is so different from what her skin color is and her features look nothing like her features. And here's what she did. Um, She shared a photo of herself on Twitter from the day she shot that now infamous cover. And she said, uh, this is a photo of me returning home from shooting my Italian Vogue cover on April 3rd. You can see the level I had been bronzed to on set that day. Okay, now you're not looking at the picture, but if you were, you would see that her skin color in terms of the photo leaving set looks nothing like the skin color that ended up on the cover of the magazine. No, the cover of the magazine, Photoshop. So this was not a makeup situation. This was not like she was piling on tons of makeup to look like this. She goes on to say, please understand that my control of a shoot, one, is non-existent in terms of creative direction. Two, ends completely when I leave set, and anything done to a photo in post is out of my control fully. The bronzing in Photoshop is a style that S. Klein has done for many years, and I believed believe what was expected from the shoot to show me in a different way creatively. She went on, though, in saying that this was not executed correctly, and the concerns that have been brought up were valid. And um, she says, please know that things would have been different if my control of the situation was different. I think that that's probably as much of a statement that she can make. And, she's a model. I and mean, she's a model. Yeah, yeah. Just, models do. Mm-hmm. She does say, though, there are real responsibilities or real issues regarding representation in fashion. It's our responsibility to acknowledge those issues and communicate through them to work towards a more diverse industry. Yeah, and this isn't the first time that this photographer, Stephen Klein, has come under fire for making those kinds of photographs before. It's so, a weird photo. Yeah, it's a weird photo. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. This Southern Charm guy accused of sexual assault. Did you see this? Thomas Ravenel. He's on that Bravo show, Southern Charm, which is just an insufferable show. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why you're bringing up this this story because we never talk about that show. Uh, Because I'm bringing it up because he was accused of sexually assaulting a woman he met on Tinder in 2015. And uh, he reportedly paid her off $200,000. So we'll see what Bravo has to do about this. And then we just have the word that uh, President Trump played off that Stormy Daniels lady. Look at Rudy. 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 Slip of the 
the tongue there. Oh, boy. No, that wasn't a slip of the tongue. That was deliberate strategy. But now I'm wondering if Giuliani is trying to bring Trump down because he never was named the AG. It's like you're thinking that there's like a petty vengeance happening. Because it doesn't make any sense what he did. Well, exactly. And it can't, couldn't have just been a slip. No, it wasn't. No, I know. I know. That That was was incredible. That was sarcasm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, thank you for qualifying. (laughs) We we weren't sure, Elizabeth. It was. It was. It was fascinating to watch. Uh, It should be a movie, this whole thing. It It will will be. be. It would be better if it were a movie. Yeah. Yes, well, no one would be. believe it if it were a movie. They're like, nobody's going to believe that this happened. I know. No one would believe it. You couldn't You couldn't write and sell this story to Hollywood. It is like... Um, and oh, yet here it is, real life. Yeah, here we are. Camille Cosby calling Bill Cosby's guilty charge mob justice mm. in this statement. Oh, Boy, I'm talk t- about denial, mm. man. Well, I'm telling you, I think that that publicist and lawyer of his just like made her write that. I swear. I don't but know. But I don't know. Maybe she's... She's she's really has a a different view of reality. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a I totally completely different view of reality. And a real. I mean, she is just choosing with some tunnel vision to believe what she wants to believe, and then moving forward. It, it's with it. a, it's a truly bonkers letter. Mm-hmm. It absolutely mm-hmm. is. She says the overall medium with their frenzied, relentless demonization of him and unquestioning acceptance of accusers' allegations without any attendant proof. Goes on that it superseded the amendments. I mean, give me a break. I don't know. He was tried by a a jury of his peers. He certainly was. So, Mm -hmm. legal. (laughs) Stuff right there. Yeah. And The Walking Dead is back on the set, you guys. They're shooting more. So, if you're into it, get excited about it. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Elizabeth. We'll talk to you tomorrow when we come back. Oh, yes. It's time for theories. And there is a theory about naming, well, we'll just call it. She has a theory. Got my tinfoil hat on, or I don't know, should I have a tinfoil condom at the ready? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) So I got to wondering, I got to wondering, I'm not going to tell you who I was having the wondering conversation with, but let's just say I had a wondering, a wandering, wondering conversation with a couple of friends of mine about, you know, why is it that guys name their you know, dangling Mem- parts. They're mem- members. Yeah, they're snacks and sacks. Why do they give names to... Like twig and two berries. Yeah, but <laughs> they actually give a name. Yes, like okay. a formal name. And I had the theory with my friends. I said, I'm going to say that seven out of ten guys name their wiener. And I- they were like, you're going to have to prove that. <laughs> Where and I said, well, you're going to have to listen to the radio because I'm going to have to do some digging <laughs> to see. Did you find some research listen, to buttress your theory? I did. Three years ago, the World Health Organization did a mental health study on men and women. They did, it was like 10,000 people here and in Europe. And what they, I don't know what they were trying to do, but one of the things they tried to do is just figure out how stable and well-adjusted people are. But one of their sidebar things was... Um, do people name their genitals? 
Okay. Very direct and straightforward question mm-hmm. coming from the World Health Organization. This was a very, <laughs> very surprising finding of their study. This is from three years ago that American dudes, men, really like their own penis and uh-huh. testicles, and they tend to name all three and often talk to them, urge <laughs> them on, flatter them. Hey. Wait, so they name each individual part of their well, genitals? Here's so what it's they like said: nut one, nut two. Here's what they said, yeah. The American male respondents indicated they use crotch monologues. <laughs> crotch logs. Crotch monologues to pump themselves up for hopeful sexual encounters. Let's get her done tonight, big lumber. That sort of thing. <laughs> oh, no. Big oh my gosh, lumber. Big lumber. Mr. Melancholy, we just heard from Kenny, he knew right away. Because women don't name their boobs... Their vag, their no. flower. Maybe you'll refer to it as, you know, the, you know, the the golden treasure or something like that. But you don't Feel have like a name. It's just a crotch. Me and little Lucy really? are gonna take ourselves down. Sally to a, and yeah. I are gonna take on the town. Yeah, we don't do that. So, um, here's what Doctor Phil said when he was asked uh, to oh, weigh no, in on the penis. He said, calling your penis a wang, a schlong, a sausage, or a willy is one thing. Yeah, that's Calling your penis Edwin is another thing. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The formal names. The formal, the correlation. Here's what they said. Um, The reason, or the people that feel to be particularly strong about naming personalities or giving personality names to their penises and testicles was particularly strong in Japan and in the U.S. states of Alabama, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Texas, South Carolina, Iowa, Ohio, and Kansas. So what you're telling Hmm. me is that this is a regional phenomenon. It's a big Maybe region. even a red state phenomenon. Mm. Um, um, here's what yeah. uh, here's what Doctor Loganberry, executive director of oh. the longitudinal well, tracks, I know it. <laughs> he said the jocular naming of one's penis has always been taken lightly. Michael Jordan calling his member Dunk, for example. Oh, you, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a basketball player. So, so, that is so. What's he, what I never knew that. He's not going to go like free throw. I never knew that. That's what he called it. Is, did we? Did you guys know that? No, no oh, not until now. I know. Thank you, Lori. And I didn't even get that. That was gross until you got grossed out. Because I just was like, oh yeah, slam dunk. Um, or the late Ronald Reagan oh, no. calling his Nancy after his wife. Yes. It's all harmless, humorous stuff, but American men have taken this beyond a joke. They seem well, to need go. these three Yuck. body parts as actual friends and allies in their life. But what I want oh, to know is friends. that, you know, are you naming the whole region Ted, or are you giving it, like, each individual names, and they have their own personalities, like, like not one is Gary, Terry, and Barry, or, or something. Or you might say, yeah, yeah well, I'm hoping to take Gary and the Hamster Sacks out for that some action this morning. a good band name, <laughs> Gary and the Hamster Sacks. I know a guy who, that's what he calls himself, his package, is Gary and the Hamster that Sack. That is a great band name. It though. is. Well, he maintains that testicles in the sack look like a hamster sack. Because, you know, there's not really de- that definition. It's just, okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> 
Here's, this is Joe. I got an email from Joe. Joe is naming privates. Yes. <laughs> I call mine yeah. Mac and Damien. Yes. The Macadamia nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gary and the Hamster Sacks, that's a name. I mean, we need more people to call us with their names. Across the pond in the UK, the most popular penis pet names hmm. are um, Big Boy. I'm surprised it's just a big Remember for crotch monologues and crotch. Monologues. Oh, good. So this is a pep talk when you're staring at yourself yeah. right, naked and you're getting ready to go on a Tinder date. Uh, junior. Oh, no. Oh, junior? Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I suppose. You're the big Donnie yeah, and little Donnie. Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Pete the Pecker and, <laughs> or, and or One-Eyed Pete or whatever your name is. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Jimbo Big Jim. Big Jim. Okay. Big Jim. Billy the Willie. <laughs> <laughs> my Dickie. <laughs> my Bob or my Bobby. Mm-hmm. Me and Fred. Fred. <laughs> Percy Pecker is number two. <laughs> did they have like a write-in section on the survey? Please tell us. And, oh, yes, they did. And then the number one name is uh, Little Man, Wee Man, or Tiny. Tiny Todger. Yes. That makes utter tiny. Well, because you're the big version. You're the in charge. Oh, of that's tiny. Right. You're that's big right. And you're and, gi- tiny and you're tiger. giving tiny, tiny pleasure. Tiny, okay. Tiny a pep talk. Yeah. Got come it. on, Percy Pecker. Peck away <laughs> and find me something. Um, here are the write-ins: Thomas the Tank, Boris, Postman Pat, Chewbacca, <laughs> Elvis, Sherlock, Elvis, and 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 Chewbacca. Yeah, oh, so I don't know if I'd want to meet one named Seventy-three percent of guys nicknamed their Johnson. Seventy-three <laughs> yeah. percent. So, ladies that I was having Johnson. this theory with, I've proven it. And your homework tonight is if you are meeting someone with a Johnson, you need to ask them what the nickname is. Yeah, what's the nickname? Yeah, what's the nickname? Can anyone be and- Gary in the hamster sacks? I don't know. <laughs> And if they say that they don't have one, they're probably lying to you. Yes, statistically speaking, saying yes, and and because American men really like like to name it, and they like to give themselves a, a nice crotch monologue to get things to pump themselves up for hopeful sexual encounters. So there you go. Thank you, right. Lori. Now oh. Tinder did this. Uh, a study found. That the the number one thing that people lie about on dates. This one was specifically about Tinder, but I think it doesn't matter uh, where you might meet somebody. People lie like crazy about what the most common deception in the online dating um, world. This is on a profile, or this is on a face to face. No, on a, profile, on a profile. On a profile. On on your on anything online. Age? Yeah, I would say age. No. That would be up there. The number one thing that people lie about is their availability. Their true well, availability. Look at you, you sneaky oh. people. Yeah. Okay. Um the because well, I'm divorced. Mm, nah, nobody divorced. wants to deal with that. But maybe they're not even. Or right. they're separated or whatever. Or, or they're, when they're separated, but they're very, single, but they still have a marriage certificate that's valid. Or they're they, very married and they just want sites us. Yeah, that is the number one fib. White lie that is told. Um and the majority of the other lies are driven by people want to appear appear more attractive, mm-hmm. so then they exaggerate 
what their interests are. Well, of course. Yeah. Second to their availability. Yeah. Ability. yeah no availability. one's going to say, oh, well, what are your hobbies? Nothing. Uh, I, like I, to sit on, I like to sit on the couch and, and stream Netflix until it goes till three in the morning and, and it just doesn't stop. But they found. Stamps. Yeah, they found this was published <laughs> in a Deception in Mobile Dating Conversations uh, study. They found that people are surprisingly honest overall on dating apps. Um, it's it's. It's 30% are lying Mm. and 70% of people are telling the truth about their availability. It's just that 30% is a pretty big number. It's a big number. And honestly, if you do encounter somebody who's in that 30%, the truth is going to come out sooner than you think. So there's really no point in lying about it anyways. Well, unless you're just doing, you know, a one night stand thing. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're traveling. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's where it's happening. Yeah, if somebody is from out of town and they're just tindering or grindering because they happen to be in town, they're probably in some kind of a relationship. Oh, for, yeah, I would just yeah. kind of assume that. Yeah, so um, what else did they say about this? Uh, when did Match.com launch? Do you guys remember? 2006. Mm, 2010? 1995 what? is when Match.com When you had a Netscape launched. account and a dial-up. And Match.com was alone until 2004 when OkCupid, okay Plenty of Fish, 2009. Um, or excuse me, in 2006, Plenty of Fish came along. Grinder came along in 2009. Tinder in 2012. 2014 Bumble, but yeah, Match was it, and of course Ashley Madison and E Harmony. I guess E Harmony came five years after Match in 2000. So mm. it's one of the legacy oh. dating apps. Yes, Ooh. cool. Mm. All right, so there you go. All right, I I don't know what I accomplished today, but I hope it was something. It's true. You, did. you solved your theory yeah. with okay. actual facts. Thank you. <laughs> Next to me, I do like that song. It's so good. The Foster the People. They haven't had that one since uh, Pump Up the Pumped Pump Up, up Kicks. Kicks. Yeah, I love that song. Love that song. Okay, favorite headline today is Tina Fey cried in the gym over Mean Girls Tony nominations. It was Aww. really cute. She said she told uh, the Today Show ladies, I was at the gym because fitness is my life. <laughs> <laughs> she no, wanted to get that second month membership. She That's was right. afraid to watch them on TV. 
Oh, I'm sure it was yeah. probably nerve wracking so, for her. She got nominated uh, her adaptation of the movie, which came out in 2004, 14 years ago, people. What? For Best Musical and Best Book of a Musical. And she said, I never cried over an Emmy or a Golden Globe. I think it's just, I'm so proud of this show and everyone involved. And that is really, it's, Kathy Lee, I think, was a little jealous when she showed up on her show. Because remember when she did her Broadway? Yeah. She really, I'm not, yeah. maybe not jealous, but she seemed to be a little put out today. Not quite oh. as. That Kathy Lee Gifford was put out? She was expecting a Tony nomination? Is that what you're saying? That was her dream. Was well, of to course. Do a She's Broadway a, yes. show. And when she left Regis, that was her choice to leave. Yeah. She wanted to do a Broadway show. I you know, she is a this. singer. Yes. And, yes. and it is as we know from watching Smash, we watched it. <laughs> yeah, as we know we, from watching a television show. But it's really hard to do. It's really hard Very to say hard. something. We're going to have grind. Jan Poling is on, I think, tomorrow. No, a week from tomorrow. Okay, a week from tomorrow. And, of course, he did Glenn Sheen, the musical. I mean, he and Jeffrey Hatcher, they're both brilliant with the music and writing. But even Chan's first show that he did, A Night at the Olympus or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's And they've got another one. It's a very difficult thing to very. do because it is oh, like yes. maybe even harder than movies. And Tina Fey told the ladies she didn't even get this verklempt over like the Emmys or Golden Globes because that came more naturally natural than like what and, we heard. In and their, she's been working on this for a long time. I feel like we've and been she hearing rumors about it for years. And then she shared with us that she was the theater kid. I never knew that about her. Oh, yeah. so sweet. Yeah, so anyway, that is oh. favorite headline. All right, what else do we have? Prince Charles, oh, Prince Charles, finally visited his grandson, Prince Louis, nine days after he was born. He had to put it in his schedule. Well, now Prince Charles is probably busy because William and Kate, I don't know what their royal schedule is like. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are you going to say? It's a baby. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean Lori, they, they, not, it's not that I'm not with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think it, nine days is any big deal. No. There's the baby. It. Look. Oh, yeah. and she probably, you know, She's doesn't busy. take it, uh, take offense. Her mom is there. And she doesn't care. Well, the queen didn't rush right over either no of course the, the queen's grandson. not going to rush that's not Great part of the royal you know how many protocol? babies she's seen uh, yeah, yeah yeah and so what's one more i think you know the like that's okay that seems fine to me oh, that doesn't seem like a hoo-ha no uh kim kardashian she is standing by her man but it's difficult because he's so manic this was from people magazine yesterday that means chris jenner is talking mm-hmm. um it's got to be difficult. She's probably very happy he's gone to Wyoming. Uh, by all apparent looks of things, she's taken away his phone. Mm-hmm. And that and, there's a little damage. I mean, this is massive damage control for the Kardashians, to be honest, just because, like, how do you deal? Yeah. Well, I, or in as much as, like, it's not in their control. Yeah. They're not no. able to control the narrative in a way that uh, they I think Julia can. said it best yesterday when you watch that whole TMZ thing, because someone got very mad, particularly at me, because they thought I was just going off on Kanye because, uh, you know, his, his support for Trump, which didn't have anything to do with it and julie of course sometimes she can put her finger on more emotionally what we're connecting with in one of our you know gossipy stories that we're covering but it was uncomfortable to watch yeah because it was clear like what is going on and again i will with this particular story in the past week i will always go back to 
what would you do if someone you loved was acting like this? Yeah. And how would you act with that? Yeah. And so you would be concerned and rightfully so. I've got a a couple of family members who do these kinds of things and uh, uh, they don't live in the same part of the country that I do. So I just generally ignore it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with it. I'm sure there are members of the Kardashian family who are are just just completely ignoring him. Yeah. I got an email from somebody who said they thought TMZ was taking advantage of the situation. Listen, putting him on knowing he was going to say something outrageous for their own benefit. No, no, no. no. Okay. You can't you can't blame him. I mean, Kanye is a grown ass man. Chris Jenner knows Harvey Levin. If she wanted to have shut that down, he's probably being very insistent that everything is fine. She could have Chris Jenner could have shut that yeah, down. You think so? okay. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, so right. she's now wishing, you know, maybe that she had, but it, what is done it is, is done. Yeah, what's yeah. done is done. Listen, we will be back tomorrow. Julia will be back from her baseball games and have a great evening. Job done. Off you go.